0: because your your business in 2024 will continue to decrease and you will fail. And it is a harsh reality, but there is too many other beauty salons and beauty professionals that are hungry for clients, and they will take them. And your client wants to have the full on experience. I promise you that. So professional development is key this year to growing your business. Hey friends, you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career and rewarding lifestyle. I'm Jennifer Alvarez, salon owner, educator, serving 20 years as a licensed cosmetologist, and I'm here to make an impact in your life and career. As creative entrepreneurs, we need education that empowers us and raises the industry standards. My mission is to give sound business advice and share inspiring stories that help you reach your goals and to dream bigger. Welcome to your Beauty Business Game Changer. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. As we enter in... A new year, I love to start with reflecting on last year's wins and areas you had the most growth in and what areas did you have the most learning experience in? Because let's face it, we all go through rough patches, trials and tribulations, and we need to take time and really think about how we want to plan out our future. Otherwise, it's very possible that we could become complacent or comfortable or we're just going in the motions. You know, what I don't want to happen to any of you listening to this is to be on this path of survival, right? I think a lot of us were in survival mode during 2020, but that time has passed and we definitely have entered into... A New Year, literally, but new changes happening in our industry, which are really exciting. But I believe that we need to be reflecting on our life as a whole, from your finances, to health, to your relationships, to personal growth. And to be honest with ourselves and rate ourselves of what areas of our life are we really strong, we're kicking butt, and we're feeling really good. But what are those areas that are empty, right? Which of those tanks in your life may need some gas, right? You need more attention to them because you're running on empty. And in order to have a balancing life, a balancing career and personal life, we need to make sure that there is a balance of this wheel so that we're able to properly function because once one area Is running low, it seems like everything just feels off balance, right? I know for myself, if I'm not taking enough time for self-care of going to the gym, drinking enough water, sleeping at least six hours a night, like I know that I'm not able to show up as the leader that I need to be. You know, I know that success looks different for everyone and each season of our life, it's going to require us to show up differently whether if you're a season of having children or getting married or maybe you're maybe you're in 10 years into your career or 20 years into your career and you're like what's next what's going to happen you know so often we compare ourselves to other people and what is going on in their careers and You know, I think that's just so important that we just take a look at our own life of what we're trying to build and create, being grateful where we currently are. We put so much pressure on ourselves to have this instant success. It's not realistic. It's not giving ourselves grace, nor are we taking time to celebrate our really big wins. And unfortunately, which is also a reason why so many of our New Year resolutions fail is because this leads to frustration, disappointment, discouragement. Rather than expecting our our current situation in our life and saying this, this is what it is, right? And being grateful for it, you know, I think it's really important that we say, okay, here's where I'm at in my life and in my career, but what do I want to change? where do I want to grow? How do I want to grow? And really think about building a lifestyle. You know, not, I get it that not everyone is motivated by money. Maybe you're not motivated by money. In fact, I'd ask you right now, if you're alone, because it might be weird to shout this out, but what motivates you? Really think about that. What is motivating you? Because we need to put that on the forefront in our life so that we can continue to grab that so we can keep going. I mean, how many of you do do you feel that when you stop feeling motivated to do something, and this could be as simple as like, I was reading a book. I was really excited and motivated, but then I just stopped reading it. I am very guilty. I have a bookshelf behind me of... I don't even know maybe 100 books and i would say at least a third of them has a bookmark in between the book of i started it but i didn't finish it i lost that motivation and i think that it's just really important to be honest with ourselves of what motivates us and i don't think that we're all naturally wired to be motivated i think to some people maybe you think i'm really motivated but i definitely have my moments i am human and I don't always find certain things to be motivating, you know. But I do think that building habits in our life and focusing on a lifestyle that you want and that you're trying to create and build, that can be your motivator for you. You know, I've been working really diligently building my team and my salon, hence me being MIA here, and I am so sorry. I love you all. Thank you so much for sticking with me it takes a massive amount of focus and discipline to build a salon from nothing, okay? I built this salon from scratch. There is now nine employees. Um, there's a, and uh, we also have some contractors and virtual assistants as well. And it is tough, my friends. However, it is rewarding and it is required for you to focus on building your team and continuing your vision for what you have. I have such a strong focus right now building the industry in general of service providers, specifically who are looking to be financially independent, financially strong, and using their career to build the life that they're wanting to build. And I've been so focused on my team and helping them reach those financial benchmarks that they have set for themselves. You know, I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to lay out what I've been helping and coaching my team and I'd love to share it with you. And there's three areas of your business that I would love for you to put on your radar. In fact, you need to put this on your radar as a part of your personal responsibility to grow your book of business in 2024. So, things have been shifting and shaking quite a bit in our industry from uh, different regulations happening from people still recovering from the traumatic experience of COVID and the shutdowns and what the, that has caused, the stress that has caused businesses. Um, it's an election year, economy's different, consumer spending is different. There's just some massive things shaking. And I want to encourage you all to let you know that the beauty industry is in fact still doing very good and it still has a growth trajectory happening, not only this year, but within the next five years as well. And it has continually been on that particular path of growth, thankfully, um, in comparison to other industries. But we do need to constantly look at what's happening in the economy and in our industry and you have to keep going. You have to keep going strong because this is not for the weak at all. So now, if you're a salon owner, booth renter, solo artist, you have a whole lot of other responsibilities on a radar that you need to handle and organize and take care of beyond being behind the chair or in the treatment room. I specifically am talking about service providers um, and with service providers today. But if you are in those positions of leadership, I want you to make sure that you are listening to this as well because I'm going to drop some nuggets today that you may want to be implementing into coaching your team or even into your salon as well. So I really want you to take actions in these certain areas of your your career so that you can see the growth that you would like to have in 2024. So either way, I hope that this motivates and inspires you Thank you for being here. Let's get into it. If you don't know by now, I am super passionate about marketing and business growth. I came across a company called Maya. Maya is a client recruitment and marketing software for the beauty industry. The amount of new clients that have booked appointments to my salon has increased by 20% since I joined. Maya used proprietary matching technology to ensure you get clients you love, who spend more, and stay longer. And guess what? My team recognizes when new clients book with them through Maya because they say it feels natural and it was easier to serve them, sell retail, and rebook the client. I am proof this platform will drive more of the right clients to your business. I want to invite you to join Maya and see how this incredible technology can help grow your business. Click on the link in the show notes and use my code JA2FREE. That's JA2FREE to receive two months free subscription when you join. Visit joinmaya.com today. So as a salon owner, My job is to create a safe, beautiful environment that artists want to grow in and it allows them to grow in while providing them coaching, encouragement, education to help equip them, prepare the artists of what lies ahead, what is going to be next for them. You know, my job is to create a career path for individuals that's clear. It creates opportunities within my business and my job is to make financial wise decisions for the business people i love decorating and of course i want to buy everything I possible to make my salon pretty but that's not going to move the needle of course i think that it's really important to upkeep the cleanliness and the and what the salon looks like but that's not the end all be all and i think that we can get really distracted of the visual appearance of the salon and you know I think that sometimes we have to put things on the back burner and say you know what it's clean Uh, everything has a a place it's organized it's a great experience for the guest and and it's a safe and healthy environment for the team and sometimes you have to be okay with with that versus all the luxury um luxury things that you could do to your facility you know as an artist's job your job is to practice your craft, to gain speed, to gain confidence in your, in your craft, and to gain skill, a new skill that helps you perform your job better and helps you to increase your, your average ticket and your clientele. You know, your job as an artist is to build relationships with clients to build their business. I think that this is the number one hardest thing for an artist to do is build relationships. You think that it would be the easiest thing. It's right in front of us. But for whatever reason, it is the hardest thing. You could be an average Joe stylist, but yet have a great income, a great clientele, because you have just an amazing personality. And you know how important relationships are in your business, you have that professional developed skill set that so many people lack. And it's unfortunate. And I do believe that the younger generation has had a disservice, especially those who were in school uh, during the pandemic, you know, they didn't have that interaction, you know, and it's definitely not an an age, this isn't necessarily like an, an age issue, because there's definitely people who are older than I that I find to be very socially awkward. And you just you can't hold a conversation with them. They can't build relationships. It's not an age thing. But I do think that it's important that we continue focus on building up our our professional Demeanor and our dialogue and our interaction with others. And if you haven't been exposed to that as often, then yeah, you might not have naturally those skills. It can be taught, it may be harder for others, um, for some than others. But your job as a team member not only is to build relationships, but it's to hold the culture of the company with a high standard as a professional. You know, I think that there's been a lot of chatter on social media, and I get a little bit annoyed about it because it's all—it's the people that I see that are trying to demand respect for what they do, yet how they dress, how they behave, the, the pictures they're putting out, it's just sloppy. So yeah, sorry, not a whole lot of people respect what you do because that's how you show up in the world. So I think that yeah, as beauty professionals, some may feel that, you know, we have a right to be successful. And yes, that could be for every industry. I would say just stay in your lane, put your blinders up, and you do you. And you know, respect is something that you can't demand from people or your clients. It's it's definitely a two way street and it is how we are showing up on a a daily basis, uh, socially or in person, and how we are respecting ourselves, I think that that speaks more volumes than anything. So if you're, you know, putting things out of like, I'm charging X amount of money, and I'm not sorry, and everyone's canceling and uh, clients suck. I think if that's your attitude that you have, then unfortunately things might not look very bright this year and if you're kind of like humdrum maybe yeah that's me sister it's time to change because you know I think that it's not the world that's wrong around you maybe it's just your mindset and it could be a little tough love there but it's true it's true we just need to start thinking of ourselves differently and hold ourselves to a higher standard if we want to be viewed as a professional and taken seriously um, by your family, by your friends, and to the general public. You know, your job as a service provider is to retain the clients that you have serviced. You know, I think that retention is a huge challenge for salons. You know, I think that Some salons get a good influx of new clients coming in, but is this a revolving door? You know, I think that we've seen in the past some revolving door in team, right? In the salon environment of maybe leaders not leading their team well, or maybe not at all. And so it's understandable of like, well, why would anybody want to work for you if you're not helping them get to where they want to in their career, but what's happening with our clients? Why aren't they returning? Right? Let's let's unpack that a little bit more. You know, it, you you have control over the ownership of your business, whether you're working for someone um, or by yourself. You have ownership of of how the outcome is, what the results are going to be, and and if you're in the right work environment. Your salon owner is going to allow you to flourish. Your your salon owner is going to allow you to jump as high as possible. They want you to get to that level. It helps them in the long run as well. So if you're a salon owner right now, don't feel threatened by somebody just growing beyond what you imagined. Take that as like a huge compliment that they want you to be a part of their career. So you know, I, I do believe that you should give your team autonomy and let them feel like they are taking ownership of what's happening in their business. And maybe that's a debatable topic, but that's how I operate my business. When I was an employee, I wish that I felt that as well. Versus somebody constantly dictating my every new, my every move. You know, I think that it's just really important to to lead your team in that way. And I think that you can develop your culture to whatever you want it to be. If you don't, if you don't agree with me on that, then that's okay. But I think that with what employees are looking for what what artists, beauty professionals are looking for in a salon environment is just that they're looking for that leadership, they are looking for how do I build my business? And can I do that with in your business without you boxing me in? And it's been like that for a long time, but I do believe that lately we've been hearing more about it. Okay, so are you ready to unpack what these top three things are? Okay, the first one in 2024 that you need to be doing for your business is, no guess, social media. Okay, it's not going away. How do we use this to grow? And, you know, I've been coaching and working with my team, but, you know, we really need to think about the consumer behavior here. And what is their marketing journey? Okay, I want to paint a picture, okay? So think about it. The potential client finds your salon, the salon that you work work at, they find the salon on Google. They check the location. They're like, hey, this, this looks kind of cool. They're seeing some pictures. What do you think the consumer does next? They read the reviews. So they're looking for reviews of, you know, Are they responding to negative reviews? How did they respond? What are the positive reviews? Do they see any specific names as well in these reviews? I don't know about you guys, but when I travel, I'm looking for the best of the best for every restaurant because I'm a foodie and I like experiences i also want to know exactly what it's going to look like for me i want to know that i'm going to have an expected great time and good visit when i go you know i think time time is precious to me and so is my money and your clients feel the same way so maybe they they see these five-star reviews and they start to see maybe your name a few times a few different reviews of somebody saying um Uh, somebody's singing praise about what you have done for them okay then what happens the client then goes straight to the social media typically they're gonna go to the Instagram handle and they are going to scroll, they're gonna look at the top nine images and reels or anything that's pinned to the top. They're going to scroll through the bio as well to see if there's any key buzzwords of what they do, such as like our salon, we do bridal and we do ex- extensions. We want that customer to, customer to know exactly who, we're, who we are targeting as well. So this customer is doing a really fast-paced journey. Now, mind you, everything that I've talked about so far, they probably have done within maybe two minutes, right? They're getting a sneak peek of what what they're looking for, right? They're, They're making a judgment and thinking about, okay, is this an experience that, I want to enjoy am I going to go to this salon and get this hair my hair done or my lashes done a facial done what's my experience gonna be look look like and who's gonna actually service me right they want to know what it's going to look like inside they want to know like where's where is the waiting room and do you offer anything with that where am I gonna sit is it a big salon is it a small salon is it a two-story salon? Is it a shopping area? Like, they don't know. Remember, if it's a new client, they have no idea. and They're trying to look for an expectation of what their experience is going to be. So so then they go to the Instagram. They're looking at these these reels and posts. Maybe they also see not only that name that they saw in reviews, but now maybe they see your, your face to the name. And so they're like, well, who is this person? They look really cool who is this person? So guess what? Now what do they do? Now they go either one, they're going to go to the website of the salon or two, they're going to go and click on the artists, uh, the artists Instagram. So they're going to say, all right, either I'm going to look at this hair, the lashes, and I want to learn a little bit more about this experience here. So on the website, if you're a salon owner, make sure to spotlight your team, right? Like I I have my picture up on on our website a few times, but I'm not the star of the show. In fact, I would rather be the man behind the curtain. (laughs) So you wanna spotlight the team and you wanna put up their bio, their hours, their menu, their pricing, the services, some of their portfolios. So either the client is gonna go to the website and they're gonna see that, and then they're gonna go to Instagram, Uh, that particular artist's page, or they're going to go directly from the salon's Instagram page into the artist's Instagram page. Now, what are they looking at? Now, what are they thinking, right? Are they they seeing your face? Are they seeing your personality? They are judging. They are judging whether or not that they're going to spend their time and their money with you, right? We already know that they're going to spend time and money because they're doing their research, they want something done beauty-wise, but are they going to select you? Right? Marketing is sharing your story while building a relationship with others. You you already know, you know, you're, you're building this no-like and trust on your social media channel without you even knowing it, right? So don't think too much about this, right? Share the experience of what it's going to be like when a customer is in your chair or in the treatment room. Take them on the journey of what it's going to look like when they step into that salon and they sit in your chair, right? Do not be afraid of who you are. Do not be afraid, right? The premise of the law of attraction is what you focus on. It's the energy you send out into the universe. It is what you will attract, Who do you want to sit in your chair? So for my team, for our performance reviews, we talk about who is your target market? What is their name? What type of services do they want? What is their personality? What type of things do you have in common? Because guess what? If you mess up on their haircut, their facial, their lashes, if they have a personal connection to you because they genuinely like you, they will forgive that it wasn't perfect and they will still come back. Before I retired, I had clients that I had seen for 10 plus years, over 10 plus years. And, you know, and I base that, you know, I think that I'm a good hairstylist, uh, but am I the best? No, I mean, I made mistakes. I cut people's hair lopsided. You know, when you're working fast, mistakes happen, we're human, right? But those clients always came back and we had that relationship, we had that bond with them. And that's what, that's what we, we need to be instilling as well with our guests, right? The customer is going to be more loyal. They're going to spend more. They're going to refer f- their friends when they have that personal connection with you. You know, whether, whether they ha- you guys both love books or vacation spots, you both have kids or you like certain restaurants or shows, you know, what is that connection that you can have with your clients, right? Show them who you are. On your social media pages, make sure that you have a call to action. How can they get in touch with you? How do they book with you? You know, think about when was the last time that you revamped your your bio and your branding? I think it's really important this year, especially, is to have a personal brand for yourself. You know, and you, you want that customer to customer to make that decision if you're the right beauty professional for them, because you also want to attract the right people to your chair. So knowing your target market is going to be super important. You got to get clear on what what you are trying to attract into your business. And if you are new starting out, getting anyone in your chair feels pretty good. But I will challenge you to be as specific as you can, especially if you're in training and you're working on something. Only post pictures of inspiration of those haircuts or that color of that lash style or maybe certain skin you're trying to work on if you're an esthetician talk about those things right the law of attraction networking this i just want to shake people about this your local community is who you were attracting if you are a service provider so when was the last time that you actually put yourself out there and went to an event maybe you didn't get paid but you're putting yourself out there you're going to charity events you're supporting your local community, you're connecting and networking with other people who will help strengthen your business as well, right? People don't know who you are, right? Social media is only one avenue of marketing, right? You need to put yourself out there. Do you wanna be known for the go-to stylist in your area? How will anybody know you? And you know, Yes, your target market may be on Instagram, but not everybody's on Instagram, okay? So I think it's really important to get out there and show your community of who you are and what you stand for, what you care about, right? How many people can you help, right? It's better to give than receive, and receiving is just a result of the fact that you have been a giver. Reviews and referrals as well for your marketing. Ask your clients to send their friends, make it easy, give them a no-brainer, like here's a free take-home product when you refer a friend. Can you send them a link and share their friend's information with you and send them an invite to visit your salon for, you know, something that's low cost, you know, even like a 10-minute massage, right? It costs you no money, just your time. People love that. Who doesn't love a head massage? I mean, that is the best part of, a hair service, am I right? (laughs) So select a service that's quick, it doesn't cost a lot. Brainstorm with your owner. I promise you that they are open to ideas of how to grow your business, right? Ask your clients to write you a review. If they say, hey, I really love my hair, this looks good. That is your indicator right there that you need to ask them. "Would Would you please write me a review on Google? right give them an incentive as well right a a gesture such as like a free starbucks coffee or ten dollars off their next visit i mean that thank you goes such a long way i think that also for 2024 we need to get personal okay in this noisy world how are we going to stand out you know the goal is to increase your retention Retention, like I said, in salons is a major crisis. We're getting new clients in the salon, but we're not keeping them. Why? Why is this a big issue in our industry? If industry statistics are still accurate and true, which they have not changed in quite some time, sadly so, but 30% is the average retention on a new client, meaning if 10 people come in, 3 return. Ouch. This means <laughs> we got to change something up. We are just not taking the time to build relationships and connecting with people. You know, at my salon, we offer a signature consultation. Um, it's one of the things that I teach. Um, I can put a link in the show notes as well if you're interested in learning what this signature consultation is about. But this is where the magic happens, this is where retention happens. I mean, we are, we are too quick to saying like, oh, here's what we need to do. Let's go do it. Okay, pay me, let's go. And we are, we are not caring enough for people. And this is why you have a revolving door. This is why your books are empty, right? I challenge you to go back in your books four to six months ago and see who was on your schedule that you served that you, did not, that you haven't seen since. They don't have a future appointment with you. This is called your lost clients. Reach out to them text them and say, hey, I was thinking about you and realized I forgot to schedule your appointment and it's been too long. When can I get you back into the salon? And then say something like, I'd love to catch up if you've seen them multiple times and you just haven't seen them in a long time. Or if it was a new client, say, I was thinking about you and there's this new color trend happening that I think would look amazing on you. What can you do to make that message personal? So clients are so much more likely to respond to that personal message versus the salon sending out email blasts and text blasts about lost customers. And I think about myself as a customer. If someone's texting me and saying like, it's been a while since you've been to the restaurant or it's been a while since you've been to the hotel, I've been thinking about you. That's that's definitely where I am wowed. I'm like, wow, this person thought of me? and i'm going to respond back to that message versus the the general email blast not to say that that that's not valuable i think that you have to hit on all of those marks when it comes to marketing you know but i think with the pressure to a- increase in- income to keep up with inflation it's it's caused us to forget why we got into this business in the first place which is servicing our customers so I think that that marketing is gonna be huge for 2024 and I hope that that was helpful. Two other areas that I'd like to touch base with that I think that we need to have a strong focus on and one I've already touched point on, which is professional development. We We are in such a saturated educational market and there is education all over the place. So if you ever say like, I don't know how to do something, That is the poorest excuse ever because there's so much content online. There's so much uh, in-person workshops to take advantage of. There's conferences constantly where you can connect with your local industry professionals, different business owners. There's podcasts like this one and I'm very thankful that you are here tuning in. I mean, what was the last time you picked up a book about maybe having a positive mindset? or how to just grow as a person. I think that those books have a lot of power to them and can really help you in your professional development and career. Another area that is crucial, and if you're not doing this, this is your year to start, is tracking your success on a weekly basis, tracking your numbers. Your your results will be the numbers, whether they're good or bad, It's your behaviors that are driving them. So if you see your books are empty, but yet you had clients before, I would strongly be questioning your rebooking tactics. What are you doing to rebook your client? And maybe this is a debatable topic again of some people not rebooking clients. I disagree with it because you will have more predictable income when you have that rebooked client Plus, it's doing a service to the client because they're busy too. And if they're already on your books, they have it on the calendar, it's more likely to happen, at least 75%, right? This also goes into play with making sure that you do have a good cancellation and no-show policy in place to protect yourself. I do think by double booking yourself as well could be your saving grace because You, if one person doesn't show up, that you still have another person to uh, rely on for that appointment because most of us are still collecting gratuity and counting on that as part of our income. You know, some people collect over $20,000 a year just in gratuity. So I understand the importance of that for your financial life. So tracking your success is gonna be crucial because it's a good wake up call of what are you doing, right? Take home products. This is so important to the salon. For my salon right now, and, and just with just with nine people, we spend over $20,000 on benefits a year. So between paid time off, healthcare, education, and also um, 401k, which we just implemented, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And so when we are promoting take-home products, portion of that income is going towards those benefits and going to saving for the growth of the team. So it's so crucial for our business to have take-home a part of that. And I really feel embarrassed by the so-called educators that are out there saying that retail is dead or it's not important, it is very important and it is part of your business, right? Like, oh my gosh, in the medical field, can you imagine if they didn't have medicine a part of it? I mean, this is this is usually what doctors do is is and unfortunately some of the first things that they do is prescribe you something without even talking to you or seeing you in person, right? One there either there's power in the medicine or there's power in the profits of the medicine. That's probably another podcast, but there is great importance of the take home, right? And it's beneficial, it's a win-win for you and the customer and for the salon. Make it a priority. If this number is low, we do know that you are having a less likely success in your retention, your retention most likely is low, and you are less likely to have referrals in your business. It's directly correlated. It is a psychology part of having something in your hand that you take home is a constant reminder of your experience with someone at some place. So if you don't think this is important, I would look at your numbers and say, mm, there's no wonder why you have a, a, a um, what's the word I want to say? That you're not getting past this certain point in your career is because you're not putting an importance on it. And so it, I would challenge you this year, making sure that you're tracking that number to see what's happening in your business. Because if that number is low, whatever you're doing right now needs to change. Because your your business in 2024 will continue to decrease and you will fail. And it is a harsh reality, but there is too many other beauty salons and beauty professionals that are hungry for clients, and they will take them. And your client wants to have the full-on experience. I promise you that. So professional development is key this year to growing your business. The last area here that I want to speak about is in your finances. Salon owner or a, a beauty provider, you know, it's been so it's been so power empowering being able to offer a 401k, considering that the majority of beauty professionals do not have a retirement. They do not have anything set up in place, nor a savings in place to help them with the opportunity to retire. Now, although I've been in the industry for 20 years and I'm approaching 40, I feel old but sometimes young at the same time like i feel like i have so much that i want to give and offer to this industry and if and i hope that you always feel that way too but you know i want to retire somewhat someday and and i at least want to have the power to make that decision if i wanted to right? I I honestly, I can't imagine not doing anything. I am a busy person and I love, I'm obsessed with the beauty industry. I'm obsessed. And I want to be able to not only set myself up for success, but all of those people that are going to be involved in my business. I mean, such a beautiful thing to be able to offer a way that somebody can save money for their retirement. And The way that the economy is and the banking system, there is much more benefits and tax benefits of of putting your money away into the 401 and into investing in the stock market than just stashing away cash into a savings account. So if you're just stashing a little bit here and there, don't, don't wait until that point of, of, when I get X amount of money, or when I start making this money, then I'm going to put it in to the 401k. I promise you that's not that's not going to lead you to success because when will you ever have that amount, right? There's always gonna be some bill that comes up or you're gonna be waiting for that perf- perfect day or some day. Um, I will put in the show notes a link to my financial advisor and who has set up our 401k for our salon. So if you are interested in implementing this into your business, I have an amazing person that can help you set all of this up. It is easy peasy for him and it will be simple for you. And what a great gift that you can offer to your, your staff. And if you are a part of a team that has a 401k, just do it, just get started today. You, are, you will thank yourself and the future this year i know that there's going to be different shifts in the housing market it's election year the interest rates are going to be fluctuating Uh, the increase of unemployment you know it's it's just time that we need to get wise and be interested in our finances, in our business and in our life. You know, as a business owner, we have a really strict budget percentage that we follow in order for us to remain in business because there's a lot of cash coming in and there's a heck of a lot cash going out as well. And so it is really crucial for us to stay on top of this. And it makes me think that What are we doing to plan for ourselves personally? Like, what is our budget? If we're trying to buy a house, a car, or going on a trip, you know, those things are nice to say. However, what are we actually doing in order to make that happen? And I know as a salon leader myself, I really like to pull at people's heartstrings with that to find out why are you showing up here? Why do you work? Like, I get it, like, this is a cool, fun place to be at, and we have a lot of fun together, but why are you showing up to work, right? Like, I know you've got more things happening outside of work and things that you want to accomplish in your life, but we need to really put a plan in place in order to make that happen, right? So whether you're planning, I'm retiring in 10 years, what does that look like, right? It's that way you can backtrack it. Right. We, I think a lot of us have heard the, the term reversed engineering, and that's really how we can put a plan in place to make things happen. You know, I think so often we have been accustomed to, oh, I'll just go get a quick coffee or um, get my nails done, which is my guilty pleasure. But Those small little things can add up over time and so if you've got something really big on your dream board, a vision of something that you're looking towards such as a larger investment like a house or you need a car, what are those small little things that can create that compound effect that will allow you to save up the money that you need in order to accomplish those things, right? If you want to take a vacation, like when are you going to take the vacation, preferably and hopefully you're doing it on a off-peak season so it makes business sense for you and your customers, right? I think so often we're not thinking about those things of strategically planning our time off in, in the industry. And I think that, one, we've got to plan ahead of time to be smart about it. Plus it creates some great urgency for your customers, helps you with your rebooking, and then financially planning that out, right? Like I know that when I've got a big bill or something that is coming up, I'm thinking about all the ways that I can either cut stupid expenses, right? I don't know about you, but how many dues and subscriptions do you have? I have like 100 and I need to comb through them on the monthly because I sign up for everything and i think that it's just really important and smart to continue to say i don't need that i don't need that right like we mindlessly shop we mindlessly spend money and every dollar counts right so we need to make sure that we're stashing away money every week. I mean, how if you are still collecting cash, which we hardly have any cash moving in our business just because so many people pay with a card, plus we use Tippy, which is awesome because then the client gets to pay for that credit card processing fee, which saves us thousand. Thank you, Tippy. Um, I think that it's just really important that you take, if you have any cash that you are putting it away, right? Out of sight, out of mind. You know, I think another important thing that a lot of us have spoken about for this past maybe two years, especially after the pandemic, with inflation increasing by, uh, let's see, last, was it last year, it was increased by 6%. If you don't increase your, your business pricing the same amount or even more than what's happening with inflation, then every year you are losing money. And it is very scary, and this is why another reason um, why salons close is because they're not keeping up their their menu with their expenses. I just placed an order the other day for foil and gloves, and that was $200. Two, okay, yes, I did buy in bulk, but... I had to comb through um, so many different options to make sure, like, I want the cheapest one, but yet still nice, right? I think that consumers want that, but holy cow, that is expensive, right? We have to, in, we have to take in. Uh, we have to uh, take in consideration those expenses in our color fees, right? So yeah, color does not cost the same as it did a long time ago. Nor are we doing the same type of processes that we used to do a long time ago either. So on your radar for your finances is, you know, everyone says raise your prices, but I do think that it strategically needs to be done, right? Like when is it done and why is it done? Why is it done? Because if you have the demand business that's there meaning it's difficult to to get people in like squeeze people in i would say booked out three weeks to four weeks out is a good indication having a strong utilization of 80 percent is an an indication as well and i would just say it's important to just rip the band-aid off increase them 10 percent at least uh, I like to do anywhere between 10 to 15% and then also reanalyze where we're at with our um, price per hour to make sure that everything is balanced out so no one's losing money on smaller services like uh, treatments or blowouts or color touch-ups, right? So it's really important that you reanalyze your menu um, and your pricing to making sure that it's aligned with times. So. Um, I hope that you found that valuable. Definitely invest, uh, get, start saving money for a 401. I think that is the smart thing to do. And as beauty professionals, we are smart. And I think that this is a beautiful thing to offer your team as well. And so make sure that uh, check out the link in, in uh, the show notes to, if you need help with that area. So let's jump into the 2024 prediction. And, and I'm very excited about this as well. So we have seen in probably the past, I wanna say 10, 10 years, we saw an uptick of independent booth renters, right? And that is teetering around, last I checked uh, was 64% and no, actually 63%. And now we're seeing that decrease. Why is that? is because I think a lot of people are realizing that when they go out on their own, that you may feel and see and realize that you are the bottleneck of your career. Meaning, you only are going to get to a certain place in your career. And if you're independent, I'm sorry to say that. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Maybe you are satisfied with the income that you're making, the hours that you're putting in, and you like doing everything. You're a, you are a type A person. And you know what? More power to you that you found your sweet spot of what works for you. You like working by yourself. You like having control of everything. And it, it's not for everyone. And if you found something that you're really passionate about and you find happiness and fulfillment there, then high five, sister. I'm, I'm excited for you. And to all those that are independent or booth renters and they're like, I'm stuck, I can't get past this certain point in in my business, I'm not getting support and I just feel like I'm doing all the things and I'm not growing. Do not be afraid to go back into the salon environment. I am telling you that there has been a massive shift of salon owners getting together and really talking about what strong leadership looks like and I am just so, I'm so passionate about this and I'm so proud to be a salon owner and I'm so proud to be working with some really smart, amazing, successful business owners that truly care about the people who are involved in their business and they truly care about developing a career path and a compensation plan for them that is allowing them massive growth for their team. And it's just super exciting to see that, hey, did you know that you're gonna work less hours and you're gonna make more in the salon environment than you are as a booth renter or suite owner? And if you disagree with me, challenge me. Let's run some math together. Let's run some spreadsheets together. So if that business is set up correctly, right? Because if somebody doesn't have a financially strong business because they don't understand their financials, then they, yeah, they can not afford those things and those, that compensation for you. But you know, I think that we will see an influx of people migrating back into salons and finding more stability, finding more balance, finding that team camaraderie and that leadership that they have been missing and and i think that is going to be a beautiful thing and you've got options you've got a lot of options cuz yes everyone's hiring right but you got to find what works for you what is important to you what are those values you know so it will be really interesting to see how that works um as that pendulum is swinging back maybe rebalancing back out um but i'm excited for it i think as a salon owner who has a strong team and bringing on new strong team members that have different backgrounds will be a really interesting dynamic and i think that career path wise you know if if you're a a suite owner and you're like i really just i want somebody else to do these other things for me because i'm tired of doing everything you know as a salon owner having flexibility for your team is super important i get that i need flexibility as an owner myself because i can't do everything myself either and i get that and that's what makes a team a strong team so powerful with your success um, and so it's it's going to be interesting to see that happening you know also social media we're going to see a lot changing with marketing on on our businesses and i think that we're going to see more simple and raw and less fluff and really get back to building relationships and and that's my hopes and prayers for social media because it can be so draining and exhausting so i definitely think that you know as a salon owner there's some things that i'm doing in my business and i definitely would say be prepared for these you know, having transparent conversations in your business about the financial state of the company and also how the money works. This doesn't have to be a an awkward conversation, but like we could go as simple as like if I gave you 100 pennies, I would tell you exactly what each penny is going to go to to help you understand how all the money is allocated in the business, right? It's not necessarily you get 40, I get 60, or whatever your compensation package looks like. It does not work out that way, right? But you, who cares if you're going to get that amount? If you're going to be making six figures, you know, um, and and doing that in less days, who cares what percentage you're getting, right? It's just, it's just a number. Let's focus on the real big picture of what life you want to create. It's really important that you've got a a level system with career paths and showing people like how do you get to that next level and how are you going to be growing and be prepared of what autonomy and leadership looks like in your salon business booth renters suite owners going back into salons i bet that's probably your biggest fear i need flexibility i've got kids or my husband travels a lot or whatever the case may be of why you need flexibility or why you feel like you need to have certain things done a certain way. You know, I think that there is a lot of people out there who are open to those ideas. And so it will be interesting to see that. But definitely have those things prepared for those conversations. You know, I think that cost and value is going to continue to dominate shopping behavior. Okay, so I ran across a report um, that that 95% of the surveyed beauty enthusiasts, right, like people who enjoy hair, makeup, and all that stuff, they intend to spend the same or even more money on beauty in 2024 compared to 2023, right? So if your uh, take-home product sales sucked in 2023, guess what? they could be better because people are spending, right? So yeah, maybe the economy, does it suck right now? Could it be better? Absolutely. But the good news is is that people are still spending money, uh, spending money on their image, they're spending um, even more money on luxury services. So yay, anybody who's doing extensions, this is definitely going to be an amazing year for that. Another area that we're seeing a lot of people creating a luxury service in 2024 is called Neuro Glow. And it's this next chapter of wellness. Uh, it's going to be mind, body, beauty, where mental well-being and physical appearance are interconnected. It is going to be very cool. I am wishing everyone a blessed 2024. I am super pumped for the um, amount of growth that you will be going after this year. Make sure to dream big and and do great, bold things this year and live fearlessly. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and have been able to receive a message that will help you grow and build your career. My goal is to help you transform your business and self to create a career that supports your life. And if you like this episode, I would love it if you would leave this podcast a review, share it on Instagram with all your beauty besties. I'm honored to be a part of your beauty business. And I hope that this has been a dose of a game changer. Thank you.